We're back, Jamie's Driving Podcast. It's Christmas week here. Christmas week. Whoops. 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 We're covering 1990 version of Jean-Luc Picard's Christmas Carol. It was the dumbest thing ever. Today on Jamie's Drive, it is Paul and Jimmy here, as always. Whoops. Whoops. Tom is still learning his new job, so he's not here. Oh, he, he got a new job? Good for him. He's got a family to take care of. He does. He does. <laughs> anyway, um, what are you doing over there, man? What is it? What is that shit? Go ahead. What are I, we doing? I don't know. What are we doing here? Let's well, talk about Christmas Carol. Well, why don't why don't you go ahead and uh, plug, you know plug, plug get our plugs out of the way so we can get this movie going. <laughs> this movie that'll take us about seems 20. like seems like every it's becoming a tradition that every week we just waste the entire first hour. And, we do, and then you know we got to go through the entire we thing in the, the second hour. Well, honestly, this movie's not going to take us very long. No, I don't think it will either. It'll take like twenty minutes. So. So, of course, I uh, want to plug the duck pin, BrianGriffithsDuckPin.com. I write there occasionally. It's Christmas week, so I will have my top five worst Christmas movies of all time. Do you have a few worst Christmas movies of all time, Paul? I don't think I could list worst Christmas movies. Family Stone? Have you ever seen a Family Stone, Paul? No. It's terrible. No. Diane I've... Keaton. That's a Christmas movie? Yeah, Family Stone. It's a terrible Christmas movie. Shit. Honestly, I don't. <sighs> I mean, there there are so many really bad Christmas movies, and there's really really bad remakes of good shit. Like I, you know, like we were talking about last week. Um, you know, I I particularly love the old um, <clears throat> Grinch who stole Christmas, and I'm I don't hate the Jim Carrey version. I actually kind of like it. Um, but then they just had this fucking cringe the musical that came on TV that was just a pile of garbage. Pile of dog shit. So, it, you know, they they keep remaking things until they destroy them. That seems to That's be the way the, they go. That is the that is the uh, strategy they're going to do. They're going to destroy Christmas by just making shitty Christmas movies. Oh, this part is just horrible. <laughs> <laughs> just disgusting. <laughs> Watch this. I, la- I watched that last. And I was like, "Oh, this." Is just- <laughs> Sounds like he's ejaculated for the first time. Oh God, it was so bad. No, honestly, the God. acting in this fucking movie was so bad, dude. This this movie, of course. <sighs> Uh, yeah, we're talking but about the 1999 uh, Christmas Carol. We got to plug Gregory, Cle- uh, Gregory Klein's Santa Claus visits. There's only a few days left. I heard that that he got arrested. Well, that, I'm not sure if that's true. Re- temporary restraining order is one thing, okay? Oh, okay. It was he, a temporary restraining order. Mike got upset with a Joe Biden support. He walked into the house. There's a Biden bumper sticker that was still un- unpeeled. That was I open. thought he was a Biden guy. No. Oh, okay. He's just Brian. Just Brian. Klein is not a buying guy. Oh, okay. Brian but he is. wasn't a Trump guy. Well, you know. Good night. Love you guys. Good night. All right. See you guys. There she comes. Hold on. She can say Good night. I hope you like your teddy. She loves it. Okay. Oh, okay. Cool. Good night. Good night. Love you, honey. Okay. Kids are going to bed. That's visions that of uh, sugar plums and all that jazz. That is what George C. Scott would refer to in his version of Christmas Carol: the, ver- the brood. The brood. That is the brood, right there. Yes. Well, two of the three: the brood. Well, the other one's the bruiser. <laughs> 
the bruiser and the brood. Good God, that kid. Freaking <laughs> super serum. Um, Should we bring up the fact that you offered to sell them to me last week? Yes, yes. I said, <laughs> why wasn't it? No, I didn't sell. I was like, just take them. Just take them. <laughs> just, just Free take of charge. Em. You've got that, like, terrarium in the backyard that was a pool one time, right? It's like uh, it's, it's gone. It's, I I did fill that hole in event finally. Are you serious? So there's yeah. no, like, ecosystem? No, no. We killed everything that was in there. Thank so God. What is it now? It, it We just filled it in. It's, it's just a yard now. Wow, really? Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's actually, for the most part, it's growing grass at this point. Wow. Yeah. So is there still, like, concrete down there and stuff? Underneath, like, well underneath. Like, they broke up all the yeah. the sides and threw it in there, and then they covered it all with dirt. Wow. Look at So so did you have <coughs> the, the ecosystem that was in your backyard is no longer there. You just have a yard now. Yeah. Yep. Any plans for it? Uh. I, I don't. I, I don't think so. I, there's there's times that I start thinking, hey, it would be real nice to put a cool gazebo back there with like a stone, uh, you know, walkway to it and all this other shit. And then I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> why would I? Do why that? would I do that? It's like, yeah, it looks good. It might help to sell the fucking place, but it's um, never gonna get used. Yeah. Like the goddamn deck almost never gets used. So. <laughs> I could just see you like drinking your coffee in the morning at your renovated kitchen, looking back out there, like I'm gonna take a walk out to the gazebo and yeah. look at my neighbors. And by the time <laughs> you get out there, you're gonna be fucking cold. <laughs> <laughs> because there's only like four weeks in Maryland where it's actually habitable to be outside. Yeah, yeah, it's it either too hot or too <laughs> fucking cold. That's it. <laughs> and then sometimes it'll be too hot. Then the following week it'll be freezing fucking cold. <laughs> and then two weeks later it'll be hot again. It doesn't make <laughs> it does, any goddamn sense. Make any there is no like seventy degree zero humidity days. Never. Where you can just sit out there and be like, ah. You're right. It, it might be a total of like four weeks worth four the weeks. entire yeah. year. Other than that, your balls are cold or shriveling up, or they're just sweating. And no man wants balls are cold or sweat, no, shriveling up or sweating. That's just a miserable thing. <sighs> I think we need to start getting uh. Uh, what are those things? Uh, sponsors. So we can actually read sponsors. All right. We should just start making our own sponsorships. Yeah. We should pick a product and try to sell it. And then have and make up our own code and just fuck with some company. What do you think? Sure. Why the fuck not? <laughs> Dial soap. <laughs> <laughs> and the, <laughs> the your code is. JB's drive <laughs> JB's drive-in says dial soap sucks ass. <laughs> Hashtag fuck off. Fuck off. Um I guess we gotta talk about this fucking movie now. Yeah, dude. Seriously. I'm I'm all for it. So it'd be a little bit different because we already covered a Christmas Carol two years ago. So if you want to re- like listen about Charles Dickens and what he went through, I do the you know, occasional prologue to the movie. Go back to the archives from two years yeah. ago. Listen, actually, it's a very funny episode. Is it? It's 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 actually a very good episode. Okay, well, I know that we go in depth on the sh- you know the movie and we do the scene well, by scene and we, we also, do that kind of stuff, but we're not going to do as much of that this time around because no point because we it's the same as I said last movie. week. It's the same fucking thing. Like yeah. the teleplay is is almost identical. I I think that there's there's a handful of scenes that are different. Uh, the scene where, um, uh, and it, I think a lot of them had to do with the fact that you couldn't do certain things in 1984 that you could do in 1999 CGI wise. Yeah, yeah. So you had the scene where, um, uh, uh, Marley, uh, comes back and, and he's talking to Scrooge. And then after that, he goes out the window and you see him outside the window and there's all these ghosts floating around in the sky and shit like that. It doesn't add anything to it. Matter of fact, I thought it was a completely useless scene. Yes. Uh, And most of the scenes that they added to this version were, they just didn't add to the story at all. Well, the the two scenes you're thinking about is a scene where he's looking out and seeing all the ghosts float around. That was in the initial novella. And the scene where he's going to visit the lighthouse, the pirate ship, that was also in the novella. And oh, so it was in the original story. It was in the original story. Oh, okay. and this is like only one of the few adaptions that actually had those couple of scenes that weren't really in the majority commercial scenes. 
Right, but so that at the same about about fifty percent of my comments about like interjecting shit in this movie. Okay, it, who cares? I'm sorry. No, well, I'm at, not at this point I'm in time, not bitching. I'm, not I'm, bitching. I'm just saying that those scenes don't add. I mean, I can see why they were cut from the other teleplays. I mean, they, they just they there was just, no fucking use to. They them. were just shoved in there to take, like, look, we stay close to the source material. That's what it was. And I and I haven't. I don't know if I've ever actually read the original. Just a quick read. We novella. talked about two years ago in the podcast. If I have, it's been like years and years and years. Because I, w- I read this shit when I'm young, and then I never get back to it. Right, like Penthouse. Oh, God. I never read Penthouse. Hustler. Hustler I read. Cream. No. <laughs> I don't think I've read Cream. Jugs. I don't even think I've ever seen Cream. Jugs. Jugs was in the 70s, dude. <laughs> Would have been mighty young running to the store to get a jugs. Who came up with that term? Look at them. Jugs, jugs. with two G's. <laughs> came up with that term. We're, man. I get I think you have to go to Mother Jugs and She's got some What was it? Jugs. Mother Jugs and something. What was that movie called? I don't F and no. Mother Jugs and Jugs. Something. <laughs> Fuck, dude! I God, I suck at this. How are we doing? How are we, in, in the hell are we doing a podcast on fucking movies? When my brain stopped working about five years ago, I can't remember like two days ago, and we're you know trying to talk about shit intelligently. So we start out with uh, Marley's funeral. Yeah, which I, another thing that I just thought was useless. I will say this. Dialogue between Scrooge and the Undertaker on what is on that you know what is he says that dead is doornail. What is particularly dead about doornail when paying uh, when having a drink? Remember they're doing those 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 shots of the wine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's taken directly from the opening lines of the book by Charles Dickens, which ends up with, "I'm inclined to believe that a, that a coffin nail is the deadest piece of ironmongery in the trade." Everything that was added into this version didn't add to the story. As we said. I'm not sure what the point of starting the story seven years early, how that helps. What allowed the best scene in the movie to take place? How's that? The scene of the outside Scrooge and Marley signs slowly deteriorating. I did like that. That was the best part of the movie. Yeah, I did like that. Let's be that. real here. That allowed that to happen. True. You're you're right. But then I think that all seemed like it was all done so that they could have the line where he's like, don't you want to take the name off? He's like, ah. Yeah, fuck the weather. Fuck the weather. The weather will do it for us. It's like, okay. That is the best part. So, so after this, like, Marley's funeral... The train that we we're, we're go, we go to the initial s- the scene where you're introduced to Cratchit, Fred, um, and Scrooge, modern day, same shit. You know, don't you know, stoke the fire? Don't think it's coal. It's the same same scene. Picards. It was the sorry. same exact scene in 1935 Scrooge. It was the same scene in pretty much every version that you've ever seen. Stewart's energy was horrible. Yeah, he was very. First off, let's let's go with, you know, if you're going to go for some kind of consistency or some kind of realism in this, how often did people shave their head? In you know, 1850 That's England. That's a good point. That's a good point. Okay, because <laughs> I think you, if you would have went with like Captain Picard first season, mm-hmm. where he had that like ring around his head and he was bald on the top, I think you could get away with that. Um, but the completely shaven head didn't work for Scrooge. Didn't work at all no. f- for the time period. It didn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense at all. Shitty. Um, Shitty. So you have to go just starting with that. Then you look at the music. Now I know that we were beating the shit out of that one song that plays over and over and over again in the '84 Scrooge. Yes. But I would listen to that. Over and over and over again before I listen to any of the fucking music that they use in this 
I mean, they other than uh, at one point in time when they, like you said, when they're going from place to place to place and they're all singing, uh, what is it, Silent Night or something? Yeah, yeah. Um, other than that, like the rest of it's just kind of like, ugh. And there's a scene that is so gross at the end, but we'll wait to we'll wait till we get to yes. it. That has to do with singing. Um, it is everything <laughs> after he wakes up the next morning is. So fucking bad, and I, I, I'm trying to wait till we get to that because it is so. It's so bad. bad. All right, let's, let's hold on to that anger. I know where you're going with that anger. So just in this scene, Stewart, like his energy sucks. Even like his energy his, through the fucking movie is Scott. just like blah. I compare it to Scott. Like Scott's like, well, I'll have him boiled in pudding. You know, like, you yeah. Know, Scott's like, you know, just, yeah, well, I'll just have him. It was. I'm going to say something, and then I'm going to go. William in pudding. Yeah, it's like, and he's talking. It was like an afterthought. Yes. Yeah, and I'm like, why would you deliver that line there where it's supposed to be an angry fucking line? Yeah, it's, it's just there's no energy. And maybe it's, and, and I can honestly say, because I said I've watched multiple versions, including the 1935 Scrooge, which I keep going back to, he delivers the line angry, angrily. Yeah. Just so every other version that I think I've seen... That's a deliver. That line is delivered yeah, very angry. It is, it is a, a lot of energy behind the line. Whereas he's like, and of course, eventually the the two um, beggars, Williams and Foster, show up. The mouse detectives. Yeah, and they they actually no energy. The horrible acting, <coughs> horrible acting by them too. And, and, uh, There's just no energy in almost any of these. Scenes. I have here in my note. Picard. Well, I'm sorry. Stuart sleeps walk through this line as well. Like, you know, oh, just decrease the surplus population. Like, what the hell is this shit? I don't know, dude. Where's the energy? I don't know. Because he's supposed to be pissed off that these people are begging for money for the poor. He's supposed to be a dick. He's supposed to be over the top, like, nasty. Yeah, and he's not. He's just like. He's just like. (laughs) He's just indifferent. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. and it and it takes away. It does. It fucking takes from away. the whole scene. It, it takes, takes away, away from, from the energy it takes of away from Scrooge. His redemption. It takes away from everything. It yeah. There, if he if he's if he's so completely indifferent, then you go back to what we were saying in in the eighty four Scrooge, which or the eighty four Christmas Carol, which is the only reason he did this was because he knew he was going to die. Yeah, and so he changed his ways for selfish reasons yeah. in the end, anyway. Yes. Which you know we kind of made that argument in '84, but at least there was energy behind. There was some malition and some and some true anger behind everything. When you're watching this fucking movie, he is so indifferent to everything. Even that scene where he the first he gets to the first ghost, and they're going back in time, and he sees, hey, it's Tommy, and he's just kind of like, hey, it's Tommy, I knew him. It's like. What the fuck, dude? Yep. I mean, he does get a little excited when the sister shows up. Yep. Um, which is I mean, he's not playing the role there anyway. No. It's not Picard playing that role. So um horrible. and you know when when he tell I don't know. I I'm, I'm jumping ahead. It's okay, it's okay. So so then and, and so they eventually leave, kick him out. You need glasses. I'm sorry, I do. Well, it's, it's dark down. Why would you put the fucking dim lights on there? I know, I should. But when the carolers come, uh-huh. <laughs> the way that Picard, I mean, sorry, Stuart, looks like he smelled a fart when, yep. he, when he hears the kids playing outside. <laughs> then he goes to try to kill the kid. <laughs> Just everything. It seemed like an odd reaction. I'm, oh, oh, he's caroling? I'm going to fucking kill him. It just. He realized everybody's looking. He opens the door, has a baton in his hand, and realized, oh, everybody's looking. It ain't gonna happen this night. But if nobody's looking, I would have knocked that little shit's head off. And he showed. That was the one time that he showed way too much energy. It's like. Yes. He hates Christmas songs. <laughs> you, you know, I. You know what's funny, though? What what's always gets me is no matter which version. I'm watching. I always slowly go back to Scrooge, duh. Uh, you know, the Bill Murray Scrooge. Because, like, anytime I hear 
uh, you know, that line, it comes later on. It's like, I hope you're happy with the choices you made. And then I hear Bill Murray in the back of my mind saying, you know, you know, I'm, r- I, I, oh God, now I've, it, it, it going off on, it, you know, I am happy with the choices I made, you little bitch. It's just like, it, all that shit just jumps into my head every time I fucking watch any of these Christmas carols. It's funny how that, that version has infected every other version. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> it is. So after the scene where, you know, he eventually leaves, oh, I gotta pick up hands, pockets, not fair. He goes home to find, uh, you know, the door knocker scene. The Jacob Marlin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What about it? So, so first off, Stewart's gasp is just <gasps> overacting. And then Marley, when he appears, he looks like someone is forcefully removing a toenail from him. <laughs> ooh, ooh, oh. Now, I did think it was, it, once again, it was a special effect that wouldn't have been available in 84, was yeah. when they take the, uh, the thing off of his chin and his mouth drops open. I do think that's kind of cool looking. Yeah. Um, I, I still don't quite understand why that would happen. I don't know. Um, but it, I do like, I do find that uh, a little more horrific and more uh, more in line with the horror story that, that Dickens initially intended this to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I will give him credence there. But that was not that wasn't Stewart, and it really wasn't acting. It was just a special effect that was added in. Yeah, it was a special effect that was ha- added in, and I hate the scene where, you know, he's conversating with Marley. Like Marley, tr- like looks like he's having an orgasm when he's trying to scare Scrooge. Yeah. Like his jaw comes down, and Scrooge's like, "What is this? Yeah, it's silly." And he just pushes it up it's with silly. his finger, and then Picard's like, "Acting." And he's, he's just not scared of him at all. Yeah, he's like acting like a psychotherapist, like. Now, why are you guys haunting us? What the hell is this shit? Uh, it's horrible. There was no... I think there was like an initial fear, and then he immediately went to that, ah, it's just bad yeah, food. Yeah. But then he never gets back to it. Like, there's never any fear in it anymore. And the few times that he shows fear through the rest of the movie, it's not believable. The one time you would show fear is when you see the first uh, glimpse of the ghost of Christmas past. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, dude. Mika was like, he looks like Mario Cuomo with long hair. Yeah. Oh, it's, oh my God. It's like, ugh. Eh, I, I don't think I... The ghost of Christmas present was, was done the best. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to talk about the ghost of Christmas past till you're ready to actually get into the ghost of Christmas past. So I'm gonna wait. I'm not gonna say anything about him yet. Well, when they when they go visit his, you know, his old child, the, the scene with the old childhood friends where he's standing there, he's seeing the carriage all. Yeah. Like the ghost of Christmas past looks so pensive. He's got his hands folded together. He's like, yeah. I'm really not supposed to be doing this. Not supposed. Looks like. <sighs> Looks like he's a fart. He's afraid to let out. That's what he it looks, looks like. like I'm violating the <laughs> the I court like, order that I, keeps me away from the school. I shouldn't be here. And of course, his outfit. His outfit is just like screaming 1977 discos. He's got this sheer cape with like Ugh. gold lame, like you know, like like outlines. Like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. I don't know what they were going for there, but it was very weird. Yeah, we're going to, like, there's, and the ghost of, I mean, he's so pensive, so just, damn, let me show you something else. Creepy, yeah. Then we go to Fezziwigs, Fezziwigs, and was it me, or does the guy who portrays Fezziwig looks like the guy in Demolition Man? The the heavy set one? Yes. I guess a little bit, they yeah. They the same. Um, the hair, it's a mountaintop. And he, uh. I found, I just f- found them generally less good looking, if that makes any sense. Like the oh, daughters oh, they were just all and, just like, oh, and all the people that were at that party. Like I seem to remember in the 84 version, like they just were more attractive women, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, they were much And they were very plain. Yes, they were just, ugh. Ugh. And of course they had their little dance. 
He gets Fezzy Wayne. I always couldn't convince him to do it. It, I don't know. Uh, every Stewart took away from this movie so much, and it was so hard to get past that. It really was. And I like Stewart. It's yeah. not like I dislike him. I just think that he just just just, just crapped all over this fucking role. So then, there's of course, there's a scene where Bell releases him from the commitment. Acting sucks in this. Acting is just horrible. Picard's or like, both sides. Why uh, don't you go after him, man? Uh, yeah. That, and I thought that there was a, that the uh, Ghost of Christmas Past reacted saying something to the effect of, you know, you, you didn't go after him, so you can't go after him or something like that. But that line didn't seem to show up in this version. Um, but his reaction was weird to say the least, but then the acting from the other two, which had been better than Stuart was still bad too. And they skipped over how like they fell in love or anything yes. else. Like it was just kind of like you were they there at a party a they skipped over a and lot. then you jumped right to the end of the, yes. the, the thing and they never showed how, it built up over time where he was trying, he was in love with her and then he became, and, and he wanted to support her and then it became, he was in love with money more than, and power than he was with her. Yeah. Yeah. They, that was never anywhere in there. So it was kind of like a use, you know, it was very useless. It was very, It was just pointless. It was just fucking pointless to have that whole thing in there because you didn't have that buildup. That that buildup is the more important part than any. If, if you don't show the loss, what you ch- you know your decisions that you made over time and how that caused you to lose out in the end. If you're not showing that, then what the fuck is the point? There's no point of it's, a redemption. They a miss, redemption. They story. miss a lot in this movie. They miss you know lot. because okay, he was. In a home, and they didn't. He couldn't go home for Christmas. Okay, so that just what the fuck's that got to do with anything? I mean, it doesn't really have much to do other than to show that he didn't have a good relationship with his father. Yeah. But then, when his father, his father never shows up in this version, mm-hmm. so he yeah, never has that never. confrontation. Yeah. You need to have that confrontation. You really do. That makes such a statement. It does because it essentially shows why he went to Fezziwinks. And and the fact that, you know, even though he had love for his sister, his father never got over it. Mm-hmm. They never make that clear whatsoever in this version. And then he's at Fezziwinks. You can kind of see that he's somewhat attracted to one of the girls. But then they immediately jump to him, like, breaking it all, or, let you know, her letting him out of the valley. It's like, dude, all that storyline in the middle was more important than the fucking breakup was. And you just jumped right to the breakup. It makes no sense. So that whole thing was just kind of like, blah, crap. Um, and that, and, and that, I mean, the decisions that they, you know, to put in the stupid bullshit with all the ghosts going up into the sky and then to cut all this non, all yeah, this stuff out, you. Th- you know, that would have been an even trade in time. And it would have been much better for the story. Yeah, we're talking about 1999 TNT. Now let's go. So the, so the breakup happens. Um, we go back to we go the, the the Christmas present scene. A good Christmas present. I mean, the Christmas present, Ghost Christmas present, needs to be spot. Oh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought you were but actually talking about an actual Christmas present. The I'm ghost like, I don't Christmas remember that. Present goes around spreading cocaine. You know, he takes the... Oh, yeah. Guy. Yeah, he's running around just, Spring, you know... The good shit. They say... He says putting water on it, but it does look like he's sprinkling cocaine on everybody. <laughs> he does. Oh, he's... There's a, there's a scene with Cratchit's house where they're having a song. All they do in the Cratchit's house is sing songs, by the way. Oh, yeah. And uh, we'll be having it to go... Or, well, I don't know. But see... Okay. Yet another problem I have with this. They don't have enough time devoted to Cratchits. The well not just the Cratchits, but Tim. Tim. Tim is Tim, Tim is, is a catalyst he is in the story. Yes, he's important. And to me They spend like thirty seconds on him. Another problem with Tim in this movie is that there are no endearing qualities to the actor. No. I was just like, who fucking cares? Nope. 
I didn't give a shit about him. I didn't care, you know. I think that they spent more time on the daughter hiding in the closet yes, than, Tim. than they did on Tim. They did. It was horrible. And they never talk. And then they show him up in bed when he, you know, in the in the pre- in the in the future. Mm. They show him. They show him up in bed. They show Cratchit going up, and they basically, I guess, he just died. He died. Yeah. And they just left him up there. I don't. I don't know. I couldn't fucking tell. It was just like yeah. bizarre. Yeah. And you don't give a fuck. Yeah. You don't care. Yep. I mean, they did give him his one line, which is, hey, each and every one of us, or whatever the fuck. Yep. But it, it doesn't matter because you don't give a shit. Yep. You don't care about the character like you do in every other version. Yep. You, you, just, you just don't. There's no attachment. No. Yeah. And that's important. That is a catalyst, I mean, for Scrooge turning. Because he's like... A destroyed every catalyst, every part of the story that was important. They took it out. They cared more about that fucking pudding. They cared more about that fucking pudding in this movie than Tam. Yeah. They made a huge deal. Oh, you mean with the, the dinner pudding? Yeah, the dinner pudding was the most important part. Fuck Tim. Dude, they spent, they spent five minutes on the fucking dinner pudding. And, and you're just like, okay, sure, great. It's the best one ever. Who gives a flying Who gives fuck? A fuck? Tim needs Tim's to be dying. <laughs> he he needs a new leg or something. I don't even know what's wrong with him. Yeah. Then you got pudding though. <sighs> and then we visit. Now we we're finally to the protagonist. And of the movie. just let me let me ask go, you. Go this. ahead. Go ahead and ask. The bird. Okay, the bird that they were eating was it really that small? No, it was big. It looked like a pretty big bird to me. Now it wasn't as big as the one they get at the end. Which we never see. <laughs> we see it in the beginning. We never see crack. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, eh, it, I mean, uh, you know, maybe it was a little small for eight people, but, eh, you know, it looked big enough to feed my family of six. Yep, see, see. So then we visit our protagonist. We go to... Fred's house. Oh yeah, yeah. Where we're introduced to Mr. Topper, <laughs> who was obviously a sexual predator. He was, dude. <laughs> Holy fuck! <laughs> this guy was constantly harassing. They're all singing songs. Uh, I thought he was kind of like flirting with. He was everybody. Fred's wife. He was. He was trying to get some ass. But Fred, it wasn't Fred's wife. It looked like it could have been Fred's wife's daughter. Like this, it's, this chick looked like she could have been sixteen. But he didn't care because, and he's me, just blinking at her and fucking licking his lips and shit and singing like, uh, "fuck me" songs. I mean, it's ridiculous. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, with all the guys in this scene look like they belong like a seventies like soft rock band, from, <laughs> led by Mr. Topper. Right. What I think happened here is like there's an actor that played Mr. Topper. He's like, "This is my chance," <laughs> so he just took it to the extreme. I'm just gonna be a fucking pervert. Oh, he's just, dude. He is just, I mean, he dominates the scene. He, do- he Topper is, dominates the scene. He was. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 he's got this, this like, longish blonde hair, like this orange blonde hair, yep. this nice, thick mustache. He's got a goddamn porn stash. And got, yeah. he, he, I mean, he looks like he's ready to fuck everybody dude, in the room. I've seen enough tight. of those, like, hard R, like, Showtime, Skinamax type movies. He's like right out of central casting for those fucking Dude, things. It, it is. It is. Just waiting for the music to start and like and he's, and he's some hitting, kind of weird Skinamax. And scene. He's hitting on this girl, as you said, looks like he's sixteen, but she's got this mole right <laughs> underneath her fucking nostril. <laughs> yeah, that looked like it could like jump it out. Looked like it was a fucking boogie. <laughs> <laughs> it could jump out at any minute and like. The we, alien could jump out of it. Her. <laughs> There'd be two of her. Oh, she's like, yeah. Like, what? Like, this that's a clone that just comes off. Low standards for her. Like, oh. He doesn't care. He's just trying to get it in. He's, he's any he's hole, anywhere. Well, he's been drinking for a week. In this movie, he's been drinking for a week. That's obvious. They don't even know who Mr. Topper is. He's not in any other version. He's Dude, only in this he, version. Tom, I mean, seriously, he was more important than Fred. He was more important than Scrooge. He was. He was. I mean, he dominated. This scene. Who did he know? I don't know why he was there. He could have just been a stranger that came in. (laughs) 
shy, 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 shy. I'm incredibly shy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. As he's blinking and fucking, he's got, you know, <laughs> two stink fingers already. He ain't shy, Christ. Girl. He pretends he's shy, but trust me. You got those goddamn weird-ass corset things where they, the ass of your, uh, the, the stress went way out back in the days. Yep. You know, I mean, it was pretty hard to get a goddamn stink finger going, but he was. He's got the, he had the nose to do it, though. <laughs> Lift that shit up. Yeah, no kidding. Give me that. So we got the gross of Christmas future, who is also a, a spirit of Halloween yard decoration. No, motherfucker, <laughs> no. He was a goddamn Jawa, <laughs> is what he was. He looked like a fucking Jawa that was too tall to be part of the rest of the crew. It was ridiculous. It's just, it's just, his whole time, I was bored. To, like, the whole fence conversation was too long. Which fence? Well, you know, when they, they bring in... Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Like, well, he was, they were fencing the goods. I'm oh, sorry. So I was thinking like an actual fence. I'm like, I don't... Re- what are we talking about? Yeah, when they go to the fence, that scene literally could have been like maybe two minutes. It was like 15 minutes long. But it, yeah, it was a good 10 minutes good long. God, you could have cut all that out and actually put some decent storyline somewhere else. Yeah. Y- you know... <sighs> I don't and and then uh, I don't understand the point of the scene anyway. Like it's just to show that n- o- you know nobody cared about him. They only cared about his shit. Okay, you could have you could have done that in two minutes. This entire Ghost of Christmas Past, like I mean, future just sucked. Dude, he was the worst one. I, I, like I said, I'm not joking when I say he looked like a Jawa. He because yeah. he looked he yeah, looked like exactly like hands. one. It's like what the hell is this? Mm. It's like they ran out of money. Now though though I know I keep jumping back to this because I know we'll never cover it. But the 1935 Scrooge version, what they did was they just used shadows. Yeah, you know did. to to show the ghost of Christmas past. They could have done that or future. I'm sorry, they did shadows and and like it was always darkness and shit. It was really well done. For the time, because there wasn't much you could do with it. Mm-hmm. So they showed, like, the shroud once, but after that, everything, every time you saw the ghost, it was just a shadow on the wall, which was cool. Mm-hmm. I thought it worked. <coughs> this version, <laughs> he's not scary. He's not sober, guys. Horrible. Holy crap. You just look like you could poke. You look like you could walk up and poke him in the eyes, and the entire cloak would just fall. Stupid. So, and then they have this whole scene where they eventually just, you know, they go to the Cratchits, and like I say, he goes upstairs, and, you know, Tim's in the bed, and he's just sitting there with him, and then they go downstairs and fucking eat. I'm like, what the hell, dude? You're just going to leave your dead son upstairs? What's going on here? This makes no sense. And then, of course, they end up in the cemetery, and he has the same fucking scene that he has in every other movie, except it's not as well done. Yep, yep. Uh, It's horrible. You know, and they have this weird thing where the the crypt cracks in half, and he falls into it. It's like... hugs his friend. He hugs his doppelganger. The hell is going on? And then that leads you to him waking up the next morning, and all hell fucking breaks loose. Yeah, this is like... Paul... Oh, they crammed like 18 different scenes. So Scrooge wakes up. He, he This laugh is just, Stuart needs to be shot for this laugh. Dude, they speed their way through all of this shit simply so that they have more time to show him dancing at Fred's house. <laughs> you know that, right? Because he's a, you know, he's a ballroom dancer. So he's like, you know, he knows how to dance. He does it all the time. He did it all the time on Star Trek. So, like, they just ram through this crap. First off, he wakes up. He gives this la- he, he gives this fucking laugh. I played it at the beginning of the show. Yeah, it's hard. It sounds like it sounds like he's about oh, to die. Oh, 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 and oh, then it sounds oh, like he's orgasming. He's orgasm. And then he starts guffawing. And it and it just it's just bizarre. It's just bizarre. What happens, this is what happens, okay? 
So after he laughs, he tells Alfred, he, the kid, Alfred Newman, to go get us a fucking, you know, turkey. He plays slap ass with the poultier. But here's here's another thing before you go further. Sorry. He yells out the window to the kid. Yeah. You know, if Alfred you go Newman. around the corner, I'll give you a shilling. But the way he says it, it's almost like. I don't want to. I don't want to give him a shilling. Yeah, so he's like, what eh. the fuck, dude? You were supposed to just wake up and I'll be like a different give, person, and you're you like, shilling. I'll give you a shilling. It's like that is not the reaction I was expecting, yeah, son. I agree. And then he's like, well, if you do it now, in every other version, he's like, if uh, you know, if you do it in under five minutes, I'll give you a half crown. Yeah. Now I don't know what the fuck a half crown is, but I would expect it to be more than two shillings. Right. In this version, he's like him and Holland about giving him a shilling, and then he says, "If you do it in less than five, I'll give you two. It's like, okay, I mean, what is a shilling? What I, I'm not British, so I don't know what a half crown and a shilling and and all that shit is. I really I know a pence is a penny. I don't know. He plays slap ass with the poultier. They all get high off of fucking whippets. <laughs> Oh, then, Jesus. Then it's just it's like Scrooge's Marathon Christmas. He walks in the alley. He has a snowball fight. He nails a girl with a fucking snowball. Oh, yeah. Little girl. Little There's girl. four guys and you. one girl, he girl, and he nails the girl He's with like, it. He lets her know, I got you. I got you, you little whore. <laughs> then, then, he, then he sings in the Christmas choir. This is church. where, oh, my fucking God. He goes into the church. Okay, now this is one of the versions I've seen where they do stress church a lot more yes. than other versions. Um, because earlier in the movie, they were like, you know, the, he had no God. He had nothing. But then later in the movie, they definitely brought the, the whole religion yeah. aspect into it a lot more than other versions. Getting past that, he goes into the church. He they, The guy tells him to take off his hat, and he doesn't get it, and then he takes off his hat, and he goes in, and he sits down. Now, they're singing a song, and he's doing that thing where you mumble, and then the guy puts the book in front of him so he can see it. He looks at the book for a half a second and then immediately knows every word to the fucking song because he's not looking back at the book ever again. He's just singing like he's been doing it for 50 years, and it's like... What the fuck was that? And then after he gets out of church, he goes to Fred's house. <laughs> shy, shy. Where Mr. Topper. And Topper's still trying to get his dick wet. I mean, it's just insane. Shy, shy, shy. I'm incredibly shy. Um, I did like that song, but uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know what to say. Like, he shows up. It's all about him dancing with Ian McKellen. And he he comes in the front door. Now, apparently he does this in pretty much all versions. He just comes in the front door. He's like, yeah, I know. You know, he knows me. I'm just going to come in. Mm-hmm. Like, it's nothing. Right. Um, walks right in. He's like, eh, it's your Uncle Ebenezer. It's your, well, it's not your Uncle Ebenezer. I'm going to go back to Uncle pointing Scrooge. out that it's Uncle Scrooge, which makes zero sense. I'm sorry, Fred. I've shut up for dinner. Is it okay? I'm, I'm here for dinner. Where Can I still come? George C. Scott's version is awesome. He's just like, fuck y'all, I'm here, bitches. I've, uh, well, nice house and all that. <laughs> so he comes in and he, like, begs forgiveness of the wife, which it also seems a tad bit weird. In the Ghost of Christmas Future aspect, when they see, when you see Fred, it looks like he's with the younger girl, not yeah, his wife. He traded up. He traded up. And it, it, makes, it makes it look like he was either, was she carrying a baby or was she pregnant? I can't remember. I don't remember. But it was one or the other, and I'm like, this is very confusing to me because it looked like she was one of the younger girls, not the woman that played his wife later. Yeah. And then they were all, like, happy because he was dead because, you know, eventually they'll get his money. Right. I'm like, this is bizarre. Yeah. All of this is just bizarre. So then he goes and he begs forgiveness from the wife, and then I guess they eat dinner, and then, like I said, they spend 10 fucking minutes Dancing, dancing around, you of know, course. ballroom dancing, and and you know while uh, the frumpy chick is playing piano. Yeah, the front, yeah, the frumpy chick, and of course we get the next day. Like, what? Where's the crash house and all this? Well, they don't show any of that, 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 which is important because Tim's still around. They're all like, "Where did this turkey come from?" Well, they don't, they don't That's, do any of that shit in this version. And eat it. And have a wonderful Christmas. Not, not and then they jump right till to the next morning. Yeah. And 
you know, they have the weird scene where... Now, in the 84 version, does Cratchit, like, pick up a weapon like no, he's about to kill no, him? No, Because I don't remember that, no, but they doesn't. definitely had it in the 35 Scrooge version, and they had it in this no, TNT version, where he, like, picks up the he program. picks up a fucking weapon like he's going to protect himself yeah. from Scrooge, who's lost his mind. Right. Um, but his acting in that scene, like, the... When he's setting it up, it, it's okay. Like, he kind of has that little smile, to, and he's kind of hiding it from Bob. That is well acted. But then, of course, when he comes back and he's just like, I'm going to have to give you a raise! <laughs> it, it, it's just, it's, it's unbelievable. Forced. And, it and it's just forced, and he's just like, you're going to take the day off and go to your family, and then this afternoon we're going to talk about your affairs. <laughs> now get to work, you fucker! It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Horrible. And what the hell? I still have to ask. What the fuck do they do? <laughs> Nobody knows. Nobody. Could have... I mean, I guess he's a loan shark. That's the uh, only thing I can think because he. There's all day long and screw other people that you live with. All there day long, go. all they do is writing these books. What are they writing? Numbers. They count numbers, and they pay people. Pay them to count numbers. I I don't get it. I never did, and and oh my god, I don't know why the sound people in this movie decided that it was in really really important for us to hear the quill the quill pens. Oh yeah! Every time they're writing with the quill pens, we have to hear it. It's got to be the loud. Are you pausing here? It's got to be the loudest goddamn thing in the fucking movie. Is these quill pens of? It's like Jesus Christ, man. And this fucking fat-ass Alfred E. Newman kid that he gives the... I, I, I kept playing it. The goddamn scene where he gives him the two pence. He's running off and he yells, oops. I don't understand why he yells, oops. I don't get it. Oh, fuck off with this. Hold on, let me get to it. This goddamn kid makes no goddamn sense to me. Yeah, it's still there. Here's the man. Here's the man. Any sense? Whoops! Whoops! <laughs> they, they. Where's my two shillings? Where's my two shillings? Oh, good boy! Here you go, good boy. Whoops! <laughs> it's, what the fuck, man? It makes no what sense. The fuck? It makes no. Everything that happens after he wakes up is a shit fest. Yep. It is. As bad as the movie is to begin with, when he wakes up on Christmas morning, it is just yeah. horrible. It is a shit fest. It is a shit fest. Well, you can't go all the way to 23 Whoops. Crotchet Lane, Crotchetville. Whoops. You need a cab. Whoops. Here's some money for a cab, mister. Whoops. <laughs> so goddamn dumb. <laughs> I'm going to have to fuck it. We're going to have to work on... You know, getting some uh, clips yes, we are. for these movies we going are. forward we because are. I there's so many times that we try to reference something and there's no, we can't do it yeah, as well as the movie. It's hard. It's but tough. that fucking whoops, I had to play it tonight. Whoops. It was just ridiculous. And I know the sound quality sucks, so I apologize ahead of time. It's okay. So, all right, I guess we're done. Are we? I mean, the movie's over. Yeah. What are we looking at? 145. It's good enough. Eh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Our Christmas uh, extraordinary or uh, extraordinaire <laughs> came up a little short. Yeah. Do we know what we're gonna do? Because the next one would be New Year's Eve. New Year's New Year's week. It's, so this this is this is being released the week of Christmas. Yeah. And then we don't have anything between the, during the Christmas time. Okay, so right now we are a we need to take it. 
We need to sit here and reach out to these people listening and yes. actually get some Yeah, get some feedback. Feedback. I don't know how the hell we're going to get. We are on Facebook still. We are? Yeah, I know you don't update it very often. But um we're still on Facebook. We're not on anything else. I'm on Parlor. There you go, Parlor. We should do on Parlor. Because I'm not doing Twitter. I just refuse at this point. Why did you choose this song? I don't know. Okie dokie. So, uh, anyway, uh, everybody, uh, I hope you have a great holiday. Wonderful Christmas. Merry Uh, Christmas. Spend as much time with your family as you can. Amen. Uh, You know. These are trying times, trying and we've times. got very it, – it, it's hard to stay patient with people. <laughs> uh, especially – You know, especially after this year. Yes. 2020 has been a shitstorm. Especially with liberal politicians. I'm hoping 2021 soul. is a better year. Yes. Uh, I, I have my concerns moving into the new year, but I, I'm optimistic that this will be a good year. Maybe life will get back to fucking normal. I agree. Maybe we can talk about that next episode when we are talking about the new year. But for now, Christmas Eve. Christmas and all that shit. What the fuck is wrong with you this week, dude? I'm fine. You've been shitting. The last two episodes, you've just been shitting all over my fucking, my spirit. It's Seven, been broken. I don't want you broke my spirit, sir. I'm the ghost of Christmas future, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Jawa-looking motherfuckers. Jawa-looking motherfuckers. Anyway. Have a great holiday, and from JB's Drive-In Podcast, we will see you in the new year. No, we won't, because the next episode is going to be between Holiday Taint and all that. Anyway, have what? a great Christmas. We'll be back next week on the Christmas of the Holiday Taint. Uh.